again with Kicking Cancer Cares. And our second sponsor of this uh, second half is Marianne McNally, and she is with Next Home Realty. She's absolutely amazing and can help you with any and all of your house needs. So if you're looking to sell your house, but you're not really sure where to start, um, or if you are looking to buy a house, definitely reach out to her. Her office number is 503 213 3550 and she is um, battling her own battle right now with cancer unfortunately so make sure to show her some extra love without her support we would not be able to be broadcasting to you guys so thank you very much well and I think this might be a great time Amanda you said that Marianne's battling again she went through breast cancer once it's come back again it's now metastasized to her bones and it also morphed into triple negative which that's a whole long discussion but we have a guest in studio that might have her own announcement Brenda did you want to <coughs> say something yeah excuse me I think this is a a good time to be able to speak about that a little bit because cancer recurrence does happen and you need to have support all along the way not just with your initial cancer but if you have recurrence it's something that you really want to get people on board with and uh, six years ago I was diagnosed with breast cancer I had a mastectomy and I had my uh my, uh, some of my lymph nodes removed, and those lymph nodes had already broken open. They were traveling around the system a little bit. My cancer is aggressive, but it is um, it is uh, aggressive, but it's slow growing. Not interested in chemotherapy. That's not an option for the cancer. It wouldn't even be interested in it. Just watching it travel on by. So now I have uh, lymph nodes broken open, traveling through the system, and so I just took my health into my own hands for six years. I was very diligent to do the things that we espouse here at the Kick and Cancer Movement. And, um, <clears throat> hmm, getting a little tender there. Um, about two months ago, I was um, diagnosed with rec recurrence of cancer. <clears throat> And I have definitely appreciated the support of our kicking cancer group that we have formed about five and a half, six years ago that Baron and I set up. And so many people coming into the ranks to be able to share their stories. Everybody's story helped me along the way. And hopefully something in my story will help somebody else also. Uh, but here's the, here's the deal. You might be thinking like, where's the miracle in having a recurrence of cancer? But here's the miracle to me. With cancer being uh, flooding through the system in six years, cancer could be settling anywhere. As you know, it can go to the bones, it can go to the liver, it could go to the lungs. But the cancer was found after all of the testing to be in one known location. The place that we already knew that it was, that was the only place the cancer was found. And it's operable. Even though that's not ideal, I'm not loving it. That's a huge miracle. And to me, that's also a testimony to the diligence that I've done to pay forward to the pillars that we espouse here in the kick and cancer movement, honoring sleep, a mindful diet, getting sunshine, uh, reducing stress, um, a daily movement, and support system. And that's why I want to say something now, because I need the support. I need extra support right now to move me through this. So yes, I have recurrence of cancer. It's the same markers as it was before. It's over on the same side as the mastectomy, which is very odd. The doctor doesn't know why that is, but then you know Know what cancer doesn't really follow any rules it just lays out what it wants to do <clears throat> and um and i i'm i'm appreciating all the support that i'm going to get and the options that are available there <clears throat> 
And I've learned a lot over six years. Things change in six years, and you learn a lot, and I'm going to be implementing not only the things I did before, but even more now. Absolutely. Can I ask... um, it, it just came back a few months ago, right? I'm aware of it a few months ago. Okay. I got diagnosed then. What were the symptoms? Why did you go back in and get checked out again? What, right. What were the symptoms? For? And I, I, I had a, I had a, I had a growth. I'll say, but it had been there for a little while. And you might think, wow, you had a growth. Why didn't you check on it? Well, you feel like as a cancer patient that you've already had cancer. You feel like every ache and pain and every little challenge. You run into the doctor and they go, oh my golly, come on, it's just a headache. Oh, it's just a a, a hangnail. You've just stubbed your toe. Yeah. You don't have to come in every time there's an issue. That was the feeling I had. So when I saw this growth, it was in an unusual spot. But it also said to my husband, I, that's probably scar tissue from the original surgery of the breast cancer. It totally made sense to us that that would be the case. And so it wasn't until we investigated a little bit further, brought it up to the doctor. He sent me over to a specialist. And it wasn't until then that he said, you know, that is something we probably should look into. So it's not like I felt bad. It's not like I had um, any extra testing ahead of time. I found a lump and said, hmm. That seems unusual. Again, it seemed like in the exact right spot where scar tissue should be because of my original surgery. So when when they came back and says, yes, you do have it back again, Mm -hmm. what went through your mind? Yeah, I thought, how can that be there? I don't have any breast tissue left right there. It's the exact same markers. Interesting. It's invasive ductal carcinoma. It is the exact same breast cancer style as I had before with the same markers. And my thought was, how can that be? I don't have any breast tissue there. How can this be happening right here in this spot? And it wasn't until I talked further with the surgeon. And again, he said, cancer doesn't follow any exact rules. We try for it here. We do the best we can, but it doesn't read the script. It runs all over the place. Mm-hmm. The second thought, of course, was where else is this? I know where it is. What I don't know is where, where it's hiding all around the body. It could have gone anywhere. It could be How in the brain right now. How do they right find now. out that? Is it done through um, x-rays? Is it done through, I mean, mm-hmm. how do they know if it's somewhere right. else in your body? No, no, I appreciate that. We did a biopsy to find out that it was cancer. Before that, we didn't know. Without the biopsy, it was not proven. We did an MRI to see if they could see anything in the, in the systemic system. But then I did a PET scan to prove if it was sitting anywhere else. I was easily approved with the insurance company for the PET scan, having been a previous cancer patient. It wasn't that difficult to get that. You do have to push pretty hard to get approval for a PET scan, depending upon your situation. They're expensive. They're difficult to get. Um, But because I was a previous patient, it wasn't very difficult to get. And nothing lit up except in that one spot. So at this point, that's what we're assuming. When he does the actual surgery, everything will be sent to pathology just to make sure nothing is there. And we won't know until then. Are you mad? Well, I'm... I'm disappointed. I felt like I did so much for six years. I'm disappointed that it came back so obviously. And what I think probably happened is this must be a little piece of the cancer from before that was left. Because you know, cancer takes a long time before you can actually see it. It's a little tiny piece. It has to divide about a million times before it's big enough to even see. This is a mass that's just shy of two centimeters. So it's not tiny. It's definitely available to be seen, but that has to multiply a long time before it's that large that you can see it. So I imagine it had been growing there for the whole six years and finally brought itself to a point to say, okay, you need to be aware of me at this point. You know what I like about her? Mm -hmm. 
I like the fact that she is so damn positive. Yes. <laughs> she is so positive. I, you know, I want to. I want to answer your question though, do it. Terry, because do it. Um, <clears throat> I remember where I was when she called me. Mm-hmm. I was. I was just getting ready to walk into a meeting, mm-hmm. and uh, I realized I'd missed a call for Brenda, so I called her back. In the back of my mind, I always knew it wasn't a matter of if the cancer comes back, but when the cancer. Right. We, we started doing this five years ago. Uh, and over those last five years, we did the first Warrior Dash that was just going to end there. We we're going to do something fun together. And then I called her. I said, do you want to start this little business called Help Team Brenda, which has now become Kicking Cancer? So she flies back July of 2018. We start this thing together. And for the last four and a half years, I'm like, it's not a matter of if the cancer comes back. It's a matter of when. But I still wasn't quite prepared for Brenda to call me mm-hmm. and no, tell me. So will, no. will, all, will all cancers eventually come back? No. No, no, no. Many, many people are years and years and years of cancer-free, and they're doing just fine. 1997. Yes. That's when I lost my kidney to cancer. Okay. 1997. Well, okay. Knock on wood. The, the story that I'm going to share a little later is a 25-year survivor. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, and when I start talking about it, you, remember, you and I talked to this lady on the phone. So. Mm-hmm. And that's why I've always said that it's metastatic breast cancer, because I knew that there was that possibility. I was being very diligent because I felt like I have to take my health into my own hands, and I'm the only one that can handle that. But definitely not. Many, many people, long-term survival. They will die of something else way before they have recurrence of cancer. You're, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, you're a remarkable mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. I look I'll up to you. It. You're awesome. I'll appreciate that. So really quick, <laughs> um, I, I have to call all of my prayer warriors mm-hmm. um, that are listening. Please pray for her um, to that this journey is an easy one, um, that she has peace, guidance, patience, and the ability to get through this. So please send all of your prayers um, and keep her in your mind and thought, please. Thank you. I'll take them all. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I want to go into this because it's going to change the tune so quickly. Let's but, do it. Okay. Um, I appreciate <laughs> it. Like I'm ready to switch gears. No, it's all good. Brenda it's called good. me, what was it like? I think it was like almost two months ago mm-hmm. you called me. And we talked about it back then, Terry, about at some point we do have to tell um, what we started. Neither Brenda and I ever planned to become a global thing, but it is. It's a global thing. And by renaming it Kicking Cancer, it resonates in the Philippines and India. And I mean, I'm just amazed every day at how big this thing got globally. And so I said, we have to find the right time, the right place, the right wording, but we do have to tell everybody that your cancer came back. And so this seemed like a good place to mm-hmm. tell it. I see one more thing there. That's you know, what's, what's interesting is, is I think that my concern, my husband's concern, other people that were of the situation might feel like if I say that the cancer has returned, other people are going to say, oh, that whole movement that you've been doing for the last five years, obviously that doesn't work. All of those things that you've been doing don't make a difference. So why should we continue to follow you? Here's the deal. Because I did all those things diligently, my belief is it's only in that one known location. Exactly. And it's operable. And that's what I'm hanging on to, is it could have been anywhere. I feel like me being diligent with all the pillars that we have stand here in Kick and Cancer is the reason it's only in one spot. It could have been everywhere. And that's where I'm positive about. When, when is your surgery? My surgery, actually, I've had the surgery uh, January 19 is, is, uh, is when the surgery was scheduled okay. for. So. And then what is, what is the recovery time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know the recovery will be less than it was last time. That's for sure. Good because before you. I had the well, full mastectomy. The one thing that has changed mm-hmm. because of the recovery time, 
the plan for me was to fly down to Arizona at the end of February, and Brad and I were going to do a Spartan race yes. together mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Arizona. She mm-hmm. always flies up here, and I said, "Well, why don't we just why don't I fly down there?" So we had unfortunately we hadn't bought the tickets yet, but we were going to buy tickets. We we're going to do a Spartan race together in Arizona at the end of February. Mm-hmm. She will not be ready for a Spartan at the end of February. That's okay. Yeah, she might be. Well, she's a tough girl. She is tough. Um, I did tell Brenda that my personal goal this year, um, I turned 60 this year. And two days after I turned 60, there's a Spartan in Arizona uh, on November the 18th. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do a Spartan together, and I can say that I did a Spartan after my 60th birthday. There you go. Mm -hmm. So we'll still do one in Arizona, but we'll wait till November. That gives her way more time to heal. Well, I admire you for coming on and telling everybody what you're going through because I know it's not easy and um but I admire it and it shows that you're human and these things are very much real yeah yeah very very real mm-hmm. and everybody everybody goes through a lot yeah. and hopefully people's stories help everyone as it does for me but mm-hmm. well, not, not only do do you go through a lot but it's it's gotta have a toll on your family your husband mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um it's just well you were you were telling me Brenda that um Brenda does quilting down in Arizona, and she does these, like, quilting clinics, and you had set up for, like, 35 people to show up, but, like, 50 people oh, showed wow. up, mm-hmm. and and your husband came out and was talking. What did, what did yeah, he say to them? At, at the very beginning of this clinic, he always has a little prayer, and he'll ask everybody, what's your prayer needs? And so that's just how we handle it, our location, and people know that that's the case, and we pop out a prayer for whoever needs it right there. And he said, this time, we're not praying for anybody. That we're praying, I need all of you to pray for my wife. We're nice. all bringing together to nice. pray for my wife. And so several of the people got up, and they laid hands on, and we prayed right there for me. And it was just he a huge blessing. He got a little choked blessing. up when he said that, didn't he? Oh, he was hugely choked up. He was, he was not holding it back at all and to me i'm fine with that like let the emotion be there because it's real and it lets people know you care and you're part of the fight you're part of the interest in it right there Mm -hmm. let me ask you this Mm -hmm. you're a quilter you have quilts all over your house yes my (laughs) wife is a quilter we're giving them away any chance we get Mm -hmm. we have more quilts we know what to do Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i just hope everybody loves the quilt they receive they're just they're put together with a lot of love and i appreciate that (laughs) good for you use all of them well, I'm going to shift gears a little bit on okay, a story, okay. um, and maybe we can all stop our emotions <laughs> right now. Um, I think that we had kind of a plan for this second segment, and uh, we're kind of shifting gears a little Sorry. bit. But no, no, I think mm-hmm. that um, I, Terry's gotten really close to Brenda and Amanda, too, mm-hmm. so just telling Terry was mm-hmm. the right place mm-hmm. to sell it. But I did want to bring you an interesting story, okay. and it does follow the timeline very well. In September of that 2019, <clears throat> I had been invited, uh, actually Danny Warren, who has been here on with us, Danny yes. invited me to meet a lady from Southern California, and her name is Jamie Westerfeld. Uh, today is January the 21st. Tomorrow, 25 years ago, Jamie said was the worst day of her life. Really? So it was January the 22nd, 1998. Mm. She was 40 years old. She and her husband, her husband had gone in for a colonoscopy, and she thought, well, we're here, you know, why don't I just get one too? It wasn't planned, but, you know, I'm already here. Let's just do mine too. She comes out of the anesthesia, and there's the doctor. She said he was just white as a ghost. Mm -hmm. And she was trying to be light of it. She goes... What's wrong? Did you, like, find a tumor or something? Mm -hmm. And he goes, yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. It was the size of a grapefruit Mm -hmm. in her colon. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then she goes, 
is it cancerous? Now she's a little more serious, right? Yeah. He goes, yes, it is. Mm -hmm. She goes, am I going to die? Mm. He goes, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And they, she was 40. She had two kids. They were six and ten. Mm. Too young. Mm. Very young. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, at one of the shows that Terry and I did together, um, we had Jamie call in, and you had a chance to talk to Terry a little bit. So she's alive. She is. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. 25 year cancer survivor. I needed that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. There you 25 go. 25 years. years. 25 wow. year Love cancer. It. In fact, I, mm -hmm. I called Jamie to see if she wanted to call in. She says, Oh, you know my story. You tell my story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but no, she's 25 year cancer survivor. And I remember, Terry, you asked Jamie um, how her family handled that, right? The 10 year old handled it better than the six year old because to, to take care of her cancer, they cut 12 inches of her colon out mm. and surrounding areas around where right. they cut. And she had a dose of chemo every week for six months. Mm -mm. Wow. wow. So she had That's 24 doses goodness. of chemotherapy. Ooh. And every time she would go in, that six-year-old wasn't sure whether she's coming back home. coming home. Back home. Mm -mm. Yeah. Hard. And part of the reason that, that – Kicking Cancer started the Pathways program was for those two little kids. Yeah. Right? That's And you know, it, the, the children, in my case, uh, when my father died, I was seven years old wow. and my dad was 35. Mm. When I got my cancer, I was 35 and my son was seven. Oh, oh wow. And he mm. thought that whole year that dad's going to check out. He, yeah. just, he just knew that I wasn't going to come home one day. Well, I remember mm -hmm. when we called Jamie, it was so interesting because you were diagnosed in November yeah. of 97. Yeah. And as we're talking on the, we didn't realize at the time, but as we're talking on the phone, Terry realized that he and Jamie were diagnosed about the same time, wow. two, two months apart. Mm. Okay. He's November of 97, she's January of 98. Mm -hmm. okay. um, but she remembers that day vividly, you I know, bet. worst day of her life. Mm. But as she, as, as she was getting ready to go into surgery, and this was the amazing part for me, as I met this lady, they're, they're checking lots of things. And one of them, they're calling your hemoglobins, but it's blood count. Yep. And it should be between 8 and 10. That's a good, normal number. Hers was already at 7. Okay. So it was already too low. Right. And the doctors are just kind of warning her, like, you're gonna, we're gonna, we got to do chemotherapy, and this mm -hmm. is what's going to happen. You're going to feel like this, and this is the results. So she knew she was getting poison put in her system. So she says, well, there's got to be some good things I can put in my system, right? Good phytonutrients. Juice Plus was a relatively new company back then, but she knew that she could get those 13 servings of fruits and vegetables in her in Juice Plus. Yeah. So she just started taking it as a patient. Um, they called her one month into chemotherapy. She'd had four doses of chemotherapy. And her oncologist called her, and I think Brenda would agree that when your oncologist calls you at home, that's never a good yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. You know? So her oncologist calls and says, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Just that stuff you told me that wasn't going to work. <laughs> her, her blood count had gone up to 12. Oh, wow. While getting blasted with chemotherapy. Wow, that's mm. huge. Yeah, as Excellent. soon as I met her Amazing. and heard that Being whole story. I mean, yeah, I mean, I already knew that Brenda was juicing, so I knew the power of juicing. But now I'm like, oh, I can get these things in capsules. And so I've been an advocate of Juice Plus because I don't want to have to go through what right. Jane went through, mm, right? right? Um, but what I find intriguing, because we talked about this a little bit earlier, 
she then, at the time, she just had a pretty good income as a in the fashion industry down there in Southern California, and she decided to become a distributor and sell some Juice Plus. Well, now she has a really good, solid six-figure income mm-hmm. through Juice Plus, and she's very careful with her words because the FDA would blast her pretty hard if she said Juice Plus cured my cancer. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? So the words that she used, I really thought, she took Juice Plus to, quote, improve her immune system. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. She took Juice Plus to improve her immune mm-hmm. system, which bettered her odds of surviving cancer. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well said. It's the way you word it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The way you word it. It's truly um, what you put in your body is, is, is tr- tr- it's huge. It makes a huge difference um, in so many different ways. Yeah, yeah, for the good or for the bad, right? And, yes. and I say, everything that you put in your body is either leading to health, or it's it's feeding the health, or it's feeding the cancer, yes. or anything else. It's feeding your body, or it's feeding your depression. It's feeding your body, or it's feeding your dementia. dementia. Whatever it happens to be, you're either feeding your body, or you're feeding whatever your condition is right there. So whatever you're putting into your body is either the good, or it's the bad. In this case, she's putting the good in right there. It's either feeding your body or it's feeding your... In my case, it's the cancer. But you can put in with anything, even depression, even ADHD. Emotions. Mm -hmm. Anything, yeah. When when you were... We're we're going to go back a little bit. But when you were told you had the C word, I don't even say cancer. Mm -hmm. It's the C word. What... Did you think from any time that you were going to die? Well, I think it always enters people's minds that that's going to be the case. And then I always like to say... Like we were just talking about earlier, I'm not afraid to die. I just don't want it to be my fault. You want to go on your terms. I want to do everything I can to keep it from being my fault. Yeah. I yeah. will change my diet. I will change my sleeping. I will change the supplements I'm taking. I will do juicing. I will do movement. I don't want it to be my fault that that happened. Yeah. See, when, when I was told um, that I had it, um, I was actually told on the radio. I was doing a radio show, and he called me up in between songs, but... It, it made me mad because I thought, you know, I'm 35 years old. I've got a seven-year-old son. I'm not ready to go yet. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. it's not going to take me yet. Good. I'm not ready. And look at you here you know? all these years later. <laughs> it didn't take later. you down. No. It didn't take you down. <laughs> but I think about it all the time. Mm-hmm. I think about it almost every day. I mm-hmm. think about, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not an easy fight, but it's a fight worth fighting. And I think you, Baron, were saying how, um, how you approach it with, like, Brenda, how you're mm-hmm. so positive. Um, I think that makes a huge difference also if you're down and out and depressed about it. I don't think your body reacts as well as if you take it head on and you're like, I got this. I'm going to do everything in my power to make this better. And I think that applies to not just cancer, but all me- all medical uh, issues and things that are going on. Mm-hmm. You take a positive outlook and you feed it with what you can do with it, then I think your body will in turn react much positive. Your response to that, yes, to what's happening around you right there, and how you're how you're perceiving it, and how you're relating to it, and the challenges that you're having are not happening to you; they're happening for you. So, how are you relating to those? How are you perceiving them? How are you taking them in and allowing them to enhance the life that you already have? There's a quote that before we run out of time. There's a quote that Brenda did. It was a very interesting quote. After she and I did that first Spartan race back in 2018. Um, I had gotten a call from a radio station in Portland, and they record for six stations when it airs. Um, and so they interviewed Brenda and I on the show. And this guy, he's he's hearing Brenda's story. He's like, 
why in the world would you do a Spartan race? Right? Like he knows how hard you like. And Brenda, you said, cancer didn't take me down and neither did the Spartan. And mm-hmm. I do it because I can. Because I can. Because my body still's allow, still allows me to do this. So I'm going to do it. That's why I'm doing it. Because I and can. We've done four of them together now. Yep. That's pretty it's awesome. Tough. You just like getting muddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you out there with you one of these days, Terry. Yeah, watching. Well, before we end here again, I want to ask for prayers for Brenda um, and the doctors um, and everything that's helping take care of her and all of that as well. Um, please, prayers, prayers, prayers. Um, it's huge. And thank you for coming out here. Thank you. Stay with us. Yes. Come on air with us mm. again. Terry, amazing to have you in studio with us as well. Thank you. I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor of this uh, second half who also has breast cancer, so keep her in your prayers as well. That's Marianne Finale. She is a realtor with Next Home Realty Connections. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns with your house, how to go about it, she is your go-to. And we will be back next week. As As the the movement movement continues. continues.